Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Richard Chanick. I'm at UCLA Medical Center. And this lecture is on essential aspects of the new ERS ESC guidelines on pH treatment and overview. Now, the overall strategy for treating PAH really hasn't changed with these guidelines. We still focus on basic principles of making the proper diagnosis and make sure what you're treating is actually PAH. Doing risk assessment to determine how severe that patient is, and then maybe most importantly, close follow-up. We also still feel that combination therapy for PAH is the most efficacious, and it's clearly been proven in numerous studies. And these guidelines still focus on overall treatment strategy, meaning treating a patient to get to low risk status. That's an important continued basic principle. There are some differences, however. So one of the big differences that we, we can talk about is this concept of comorbidities versus no comorbidities. So in a group of patients with PAH, there's a different therapy recommended for those without comorbidities compared to those with comorbidities. The patients who have no comorbidities, and now we're talking about cardiopulmonary and cardiovascular comorbidities, would get what we might call the usual approach of initial combination therapy, followed by close follow-up and addition of therapy after that. On the other hand, patients who do have comorbidities, the, the concept of monotherapy as a recommended approach is advanced in these guidelines. Now, uh, we'll get into this in a minute, but I will say that those patients still may end up on combination therapies, but that initial monotherapy approach. The, the other big change in, in the algorithm or the guidelines relates to the three versus four strata model. So as it turns out, if you separate patients into low, intermediate, or high risk, based on all the different parameters we can measure, many patients, if not most, will fall into intermediate risk. So to make it more useful or discriminating, breaking that intermediate risk group into low intermediate and high intermediate with the so-called four strata model better delineates and, and predicts prognosis. And that's recommended in the new guidelines in terms of the follow-up testing. And I think that this is how we apply these, these guidelines to our practice, that you know, we, we have the initial approach. And I think the, the issue of comorbidities is one that we can talk about uh, in other, other venues, but the follow-up is really critical. Now, as we go down the algorithm, the other big change is at the bottom of that algorithm where there is the option of switching from one PAH medicine to another. And this has previously not been recommended in general, but we have studies suggesting that in some patients switching, for instance, from a PD-5 inhibitor to a soluble guanylate cyclase stimulator can improve patients. And so that's at the, at the bottom of that algorithm, an option for patients who are not low risk after initial dual combination therapy. One could potentially switch, or you could add a prostacycline pathway agent. Those are both 
um, reasonable approaches for um, making that change down the road. So that's another uh, overall change or addition to the algorithm. So the comorbidities, the four strata follow-up, risk assessment, and then that option of switching versus adding a third therapy. Thank you for participating. I hope you learned something today. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.